0: The Weird Sisters stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement in the U.S., at home here in Australia, and all over the world. It is not enough to be not racist. We must be anti-racist. And we acknowledge that the problem is not isolated to America. We encourage you at home to educate yourselves on these injustices. There have been 437 Aboriginal deaths in police custody since the Royal Commission of 1991. There have been no convictions for these crimes. You can find resources and donation links on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Weird Sisters podcast black lives matter
1: double double toil and trouble some topics discussed may make people uncomfortable for fair as foul and foul as fair on this podcast we will definitely swear a lot now round the cauldron go trigger warnings listed in the notes below Thrice and once the hedge pig whined,
2: the cocktails cry, it's time, it's time. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked, this way comes. Maiden, mother, crone. Plot twist, we're all the crone. The stories aren't all made up and the points don't matter.
0: Welcome listeners to The Weird Sisters, a podcast about the blurst and bizarre and all the things you are happier not knowing about. Hello. Hello.
2: Greetings. Hello. We weren't going to say anything for a minute there.
0: <laughs> she chimes in.
2: Delay. She's here.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. I Sorry. Um, the countdown happened and then I was like, oh shit, I probably should open up my uh, voice recording app. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, there you go. We're here. Professional. We're here. Mm-hmm. Professional. Professional. Super with a capital P. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, how are we doing, Coven team?
0: We're doing... We're doing okay.
2: Oh, that's nice. We're doing fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're recording hmm. this uh, during stage three. So if we're at stage four, when this gets released, hang in there team.
2: What's stage 4 we're fine. Oh God, I'm so uh, sheltered. I don't know what's going oh. on. <laughs> so
0: stage four is what New Zealand did when COVID first like spiked. Like they shut everything except hospitals and supermarkets, every single thing.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, and like
0: yep. no one is allowed to leave the house except to go to the supermarket or the hospital, exercise basically. at certain
1: times. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's like shift for per postcode for exercise as well.
2: Damn. Mm.
0: Um, for those of you who are across the pond and don't know, Victoria in Australia is right now back in stage three restrictions as of recording so we'll see what we're doing when this is released in a few weeks yeah because
2: we're the dumb Ooh. children that apparently couldn't figure out that you're supposed to actually isolate and not hang <laughs> the fuck out and give everyone hugs and kisses when you see them while there's a pandemic going on um mm-hmm. how many was it the other day 300 new cases wild yeah Sydney's uh, a it's a time um it's, it's a time well done Victoria. Yes. Well done. Yes.
0: Yeah, all of Sydney is <laughs> yes. a, a hot spot. Oh,
2: brilliant. <laughs> um, okay. Well, who are you? Tell me who you are.
0: <laughs> um. My name is Tay and I am the sex doll you found in the hard rubbish that may or may not be haunted.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine taking home a hard rubbish sex doll? <laughs> <laughs> hey, in these trying times. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
2: <laughs> well, um, well. I'll take it down a notch then. I am the Lavender Town theme song that may or may not kill your kids. My name's Laura.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> I forgot oh. to tack that on there. Oh yeah. Who am I? My name is Laura.
1: <laughs> Very good. And I kill Kings because I'm so shiny. Lacey. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I loved and Clement in that fucking role. He was great. Oh, Oh, so good. What I love him default. with everything.
1: So, as you could probably tell by our intros, we are doing haunted objects. Woo! Yay! And, things. and guys, there were there are so many. I know right. so many things that are haunted.
0: So many. We have to come mm-hmm. back and do it's this one again. Be, yes, part yeah,
1: two. Yeah, this three, one will
2: part be, part be a, a redo.
1: Yeah. Because it was fucking fun.
2: And it's, an, it's so good. Oh, it's a nice sort of, well, mine's not lighthearted, but it's a nice deviation <laughs> from some of the cutting off kids' legs and shooting elephants yeah. and, you know, yes. all of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the depression spiral Laura. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really
2: trying. Hey, I got a message from someone the other day uh, who listens to our podcast and they were like, mm. are you okay? And I was like... <laughs> Thank you for no, asking. No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought yeah. I had tried really hard to sound okay in the last couple of episodes. do on them so. for checking in. But thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. No, I'm not. And now everyone's uncomfortable about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at home, check in on your friends. Yeah. See so yeah, how everyone's just doing.
2: Do and if you're not okay, that's fine. Um, talk to people that's about fine. it, even if it's just to be like, hi, I'm not good. Cause I want does. you to
0: know I want to let let that into the world into the ether I am not okay and that's okay
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's fine yeah. I think it with unprecedented COVID times uh it's fine if you're not happy shiny full of good energy
1: yeah we're that's literally, literally we in a need pandemic to do to survive yeah
2: yes I mean, look at the, uh, you know, paintings and portraits and shit from, like, Spanish flu, which is probably the closest last thing that sort of happened like this. Yeah. People weren't fucking happy then. We're allowed to not be fucking happy now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so who's first? Me. Yay. Yeah. Me. Cool.
1: So I did uh, cursed jewellery and gems. Oh Gemstones. Nice. Yes. So... I've always been interested in antique jewellery. In fact, I my ring is almost a hundred years old, my wedding ring. And when I went to try it on at like um an antique shop, I tried on one ring and I got such a huge bad vibe from it and I was like, mm mm. Oh no. That's cool. And yeah. the lady was like, Yeah, I know, right? There's something weird about it. <gasps> oh. <bought> yeah, it. <laughs> and then I found my, my own one. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Um the first uh gemstone I've actually seen of in real life have. it is gorgeous and very very shiny it is the hope diamond I always did this one I actually most... yeah <laughs> I was
0: wondering if you would do this one
1: Ah, oh, so, um ooh. it's the most famous cursed gem of them all and it's the actual inspiration for the heart of the ocean gemstone used in the titanic Who's so actually got the same Rose fucking as well.
2: threw into the sea like a dumb bitch I know. So
1: it's a a brilliant dark blue, Mm -hmm. and it's probably uh, probably about the size of a nail polish bottle, like down the bottom. Yeah, it's fucking big. She big. It's beautiful. All right. So uh, the tale begins with French merchant traveler Jean Baptiste Tavernier. Who brought the um, brilliant blue stone back from India. Um, Tavenier then died after being torn apart by a pack of wild dogs. What the fuck? I did not read that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> coming, in, coming in strong, coming in hard. Love it. Um, with my piece. Right. So before his grisly death, Tavenier sold the French blue, as what it came to be known, to the French royal family. And despite the horrible demise of him, the first official deaths associated with the gem were King Louis XVI and his wife Marie Antoinette. Oh. So mm. As we both know, were beheaded in the French Revolution in 1792.
2: So I just love the guillotine. I'm sorry. I just really wanted to say it.
1: <sighs> I'm Do you know what? And King Louis actually helped perfect the guillotine.
2: Did he really? That's why it has
1: Yeah, that's why it has that slant on the blade. <gasps> oh. And then he he got it tried out himself. So there you go. Oh. So it cuts quicker. <laughs> With the slant. Anyway. Oh. That's cool. Good. Yeah. That's cool. Mm, Madame Le <laughs> Um, So before King Louis owned it, it was part of the whole French royal jewel. So it was with plenty more kings before him, right? So I had a look at the previous monarchs who owned the French blue and the French royal family. None of them had particularly, like, fantastic lives, lots of syphilis, smallpox, gangrene, but that was pretty standard fare back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it's probably landed a bit more of a myth to it all anyway. <laughs> so during the revolution, there was a week long looting of the French crown jewels and the French blue disappeared into history. Um, however, a deep blue diamond with very similar characteristics, um, randomly showed up in London with a diamond merchant in 1812. Nobody can be completely, totally sure that the French blue and the Hope diamond are the same, but um, according to the Smithsonian, which is also the name of my family's trivia team, (laughs) strong (laughs) evidence... Please don't dox yourself. (laughs) Strong evidence indicates that the stone um, was the recut French blue, and it's the same stone as the Hope Diamond. Yeah. So they, they're pretty positive that it's the same, but we don't know. Oh, that's cool. So from London, it was acquired by the Prince Regent, who was a massive playboy. He ate a lot of food and fucked a lot of women and spent a lot of money. Um, I would
2: like to do those things also. I understand. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs>
1: what a big indulgent man. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll book a holiday. Yay. But sold after his death due to repay like his debts. Like he fucked, you know. A little too many. There no was money left after him. <laughs> Little to many, so the gem. All this money. Yeah, he did a little. He was really, really fat. Um, <laughs> the gem next surfaced in another London gem collector and banker, Henry Philip Hope, which is where the Hope gets its name. The Hope diamond gets its name.
2: Oh, because I was going to say, is that because there is no hope once you have this diamond? Because that's kind of cunty. Oh,
1: yeah, but I like it. I like it. Yes, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it stayed with the Hope family.
1: Until it was so um, sold to Cartier, the jeweler, in 1909, Mm -hmm. um, to settle the Hope family's massive debt. (laughs) So, they also got into debt, like the Prince Regent. Mm. Cartier um, sold it to uh, socialite heiress, American socialite heiress, Evelyn Walsh McLean. Um, McLean didn't like the setting. Cartier changed it. Like this is like the Cartier of Cartier. Yeah. Like, we're, like, the top thing. And Cartier even told McLean about the curse. And oh. she was actually more intrigued about the story than alarmed. She is said to felt luck- uh, that unlucky objects were lucky for
2: her. Oh, Okay. Um, That's so real Cartier- into yourself, hey? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's lucky for me. So I'm above settings- this curse. I'm not like the other girls. <laughs> no <laughs> that's pretty much what it is
1: right yes. um so the setting it is in now was designed and cut by cartier himself which i think is nice that's really cool um so shit uh didn't really go super well for um evelyn walsh mclean you are um, like you don't the don't other she... girls
2: after all evelyn <laughs> what a fucking
1: surprise but what she did for a while, she used to throw lavish like dinner parties, and they'd play a game at the end of an after all, like well, good and drunk, called Find the Hope, mm-hmm. where oh, she would God. stash the gem around the house, and everybody had to go find it.
0: Eat the Fucking rich. Fucking hell,
1: yes! Like,
2: do it with a cigarette. Ah. Don't do it with something that's oh, worth God. a shitload of money. Enough money to like completely change a country, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um.
1: So during her time with uh, owning the Hope Diamond. Her son was killed in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Her husband ran off with another woman, destroyed their fortune before dying in a sanitarium um, from brain atrophy due to his alcoholism. Yeah, it doesn't brain sound great. atrophy. 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 Oh, my god. That Lord. means the wasting away of the brain. I didn't know it could do that with alcohol, but that makes sense. Atrophy. He must have drank a fuckload, right? Yeah, basically pickled himself. Um, yeah. Well... The thing is, they would have been alive during Prohibition oh. in the 1920s. So we know that the bathtub gin back then was very strong. Yeah, It's potent.
0: He did pickle so, himself. He did pickle himself.
1: <laughs> um, her family newspaper, the Washington Post, oh. went bankrupt and they had to sell it. Um, and then her daughter uh, committed suicide with sleeping pills. Yeah, none of that sounds um, particularly oh. lucky. No. Oh, and then the next year, McLean herself died... And her jewellery collection, including the Hope Diamond, was sold to pay off the debts of their estate. I'm sensing so a pattern. So every person has had debts who's yeah. had this diamond. So Henry Winston brought McLean's entire jewellery collection because she had, that was her hobby, she collected gems, mm-hmm. um, donated Jeez. to the Smithsonian Washington, D.C., which is where it lives today. Um, and it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. And that's it's where stunning. I saw it. <laughs> there we go. Wild. Um. The next diamond I actually have also seen. Wow. Now this is I good. Fast as you count. I didn't realise how like, how, like, where everything was. Oh. Um, so, the Koh I diamond. So, it's an Indian white diamond um, that served as the eye of an idol of a Hindu, a Hindu goddess, which I think is awesome. It's really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But it was taken out of course. Um, by white people? Oh no! Huh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they come into it and they fuck it up. So I bet they. So before, do. before the white people came, um, <laughs> the Hindu, uh, sorry, the Kauri Noir diamond um, was set in various settings um, by a lot of uh, Indian dynasties who. Um, Nobody was getting shit right back in those days. Um, Lots of war, lots of, like, territorial things. But people who owned the diamond um, suffered being, uh, here we go, slowly poisoned, Mm. uh, tortured to death, boiled in oil, blinded by their mother.
2: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Wow. uh,
1: Assassinated by their own family and closest friends. Love it. (laughs) And crowned with molten lead. <gasps>
2: Game of Thrones! Yeah. Game of Thrones.
1: That's where he got this from. Oh, that's dark! Oh my god! I sh- oh,
2: love it. George
1: Martin uses a lot of history. Yes. A crazy amount of history. Well, um, all of it's
2: basically based off the yeah. uh, the War of the Tudors, right?
1: Yeah, the War of the Roses. Yeah. So the Starks' Lan- Lannisters, York's Lancasters, we're getting it. Yeah. Oh mm. my god. So, um... Until coming, so it finally made its way all through those horrible times. Um, it came to into the possession of Shah Jahan, who was the emperor who built the Taj Mahal.
0: Okay.
2: Ooh.
1: And he incorporated the stone into his peacock throne, which sounds beautiful. Yes. yes. You know, yes. Gorgeous. We know he had good taste because <laughs> the Taj
2: Mahal is gorgeous. Mm. I haven't um, seen it. I've never gone to I India. I want to go so bad before
1: they close it. Oh, Because it's a yeah. tomb. And you know how I like my graveyard.
2: Yes, it's a tomb? Um, fair enough.
1: It's a tomb for his wife.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. God, we sound um, so uncultured nice. right now. <laughs> 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 um,
2: that's amazing. Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway. So that's where it lived. It lived in his throne. And it remained there until
2: 1849,
1: when hey. the white people came. Ah! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, so... A treaty was signed as part of the British annexation of the Punjab, oh, which Lord. transferred the stone to Queen Victoria for the losses she suffered when she invaded
2: their country. Oh, no, Victoria. Oh, uh, fuck huh. off. <laughs> and
1: at the yeah. time, the gem was worth more than the Taj Mahal. Fuck. Oh, fuck off. Holy shit. Yeah. it Like, the name of it in Persian means mountain of light. Like, it, it was gorgeous. How Beautiful, big is this, huge. by the
2: way? I don't know if you so said this, I'm sorry. it
1: was eight um I will tell you in a bit because oh. it's like my next oh, okay. just calm calm oh, down. I'm sorry.
0: Baby <laughs> is putting our
1: place. <laughs> so Even on the gem's voyage from India to England, mm. um the ship suffered an outbreak of cholera that was so bad it caused the locals in Mauritius to threaten to fire on the ble- on the vessel if it didn't leave the port. <gasps> and the ship also suffered a 12-hour storm. Oh,
2: Fuck. Oh lord. A big one.
1: Oh. So when it made its way to the British Royals, they were dissatisfied with its appearance. Of course. So they oh. had so they had it recut. Oh. Oh. So it was originally reported to have started out to close to 800 carats. Fucking. And no. it was recut down to 186 carats. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. so so right now I think it's about the size of the old version of the AirPod case.
2: Oh. Okay. That's a, that's how big it is? That's a good good touchstone. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Because okay. I'm I'm just staring dumbfounded. So how fucking big was, was it?
1: It was huge. It was like a little apple. <gasps> oh
0: my lord. And they just right? cut it.
1: What the and they f- cut it down?
0: Fuck? You buffoons. You Bobo yeah. the Fool.
1: Um, in saying that diamonds have to be cut so that the light comes in so that they're extra shiny. Mm, But if this thing was already called the Mountain of Light at 800 carats with a crude cut, you know. (laughs) like
2: Holy shit. Okay.
1: So today the jewel is on display at the Tower of London, Mm
2: -hmm. which I've
1: been there twice. Absolutely, totally go for it. The Tower of London is worth the money. Um, And it sits in the center of the Queen Consort's crown, right? Yep. Oh. So, the last person to wear it was the Queen Mother. Right. Okay. That was her specific crown. Um, the Queen, uh, the, the, just the stone itself carries a Hindu curse that says only women and gods can wear the diamond safely, oh. well, any male who wears it will know misfortunes, which oh. is true because all of the rulers that got fucked up by it were dudes. Yeah. Fuck. So that's why it's always the Queen. Consistent. And the queen consort will have it. So, no male heir to the throne of the British royal family has ever worn the gem. And so, if um, so, when Prince Philip becomes no, not Prince Philip, sorry, Charles becomes king, mm. Camilla will wear it. Okay. Okay. And when um, William becomes king, Kate will wear it. But mm. they don't want to wear it, and the queen. Herself has never worn it. Hmm. Um, because it's sort of like it's not great, really. No, um
2: yeah. I mean you took it basically, from basically your country. You took it from
1: yeah. Give it back. So in maybe Indian you should officials give have it back. maybe you should give it back. Indian officials have repeatedly requested the return of the diamond, saying it was taken illegally as a spoil of war, which it totally was. It mm-hmm. was. And the British officials have denied that request, saying it's not sensible.
0: That is the most British response oh. I've ever heard. It's not sensible. No one's
2: using all... it. No one's wearing it. Don't need it. Bit nervous about no. it. Won't give it back.
1: No won't give it back. Mm. Um all of the diamonds on here and sapphires and everything, they're mined in India.
2: I was gonna say that the both the first two came from India. How crazy. Yeah.
1: And um India's a place for huge motherfucking diamonds. And actually the biggest diamonds in the world have come from India. Oh, yeah. And they were 1,300
2: carats. <laughs>
1: and guess where they're
2: displayed? Where? In the Tower of London. What a fucking surprise. Mm-hmm. I really want to go to the Tower of London ever since like, I was... Re- I remember being young and hearing the story about a construction worker's finding the two little boy skeletons. Oh, do you know what? Yes. I've
1: seen the staircase where they were.
2: Yeah? Yeah. I want to go. They must
1: have curled them up
2: it's very small is it it's very small Mm. yeah i really want to go um
0: (laughs) that's the story of what you want to go go. yeah sorry really good (laughs) no it's excellent
2: it's very on brand (laughs) one day we'll we'll probably cover it so it's like we probably shouldn't go too into it but um they're speculated to have been uh, i think the nephews of uh a king at the time, who potentially would have been Richard ousted, that's right I mean, of course you would know, I was kind of waiting for you to kick in there, <laughs> um, who would have been ousted had they come to age, so he decided yeah. to fucking disappear them
1: well if we do haunted you know, other things which we places, will. which, which we I think, will, I'll cover the Tower of London for you that would be wonderful, <gasps> yes stuff. please and we, can, and we can use all my pictures <gasps> yes please, brilliant,
2: love it into
1: it um, okay, next one mm-hmm. okay. It is the Delphi Purple Sapphire. I've also seen this.
2: <laughs> I didn't...
1: Apparently... I don't know. So for one thing, so it's a deep violet purple. Oh, gorgeous. Stunning. Like the violet crumble packet. Ooh, That's what colour it is. It's gorgeous. Oh, but it's not Lord. a sapphire. It's actually an amethyst. Oh, but we, we call it a sapphire because that sounds more expensive. It does, right? yeah. It does. Yeah, so, it's beautiful. According to the curator of London's Natural History Museum where it lives... Um, Persian scholar Edward Heron Allen um, got the gem, and he mounted it in a ring in the form of a snake. Mm. The snake, like very cool, very swag. Yeah. Um, and after his death, it was donated to the London History Natural Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, the ring came with a letter which claimed the stone quote was looted. From the treasure of the Temple of God Indra at Kauporn, Kauporn, not Kauporn, <laughs> Kauporn <Okay. laughs> uh- P- during the uh, Indian mutiny in 1855 and was brought into this country by Colonel W. Ferris of the Bengal Cav- Cavalry. Mm-hmm. And the day he possessed it, it was a misfortune. Oh. According to the letter, after Colonel Ferris died, The gem was passed on to his son and then to himself, uh, Heron Allen, who in turn passed it on to his friends who suffered what the museum calls, quote, a trial of suicides, apparitions, disasters, and failed careers. Uh So in his will, Heron Allen packaged the stone inside of seven boxes and deposited it with its bankers, instructing them that the gem shouldn't see the light of day until 33 years after his death. In saying that, his daughter donated it less than 12 months to the museum <laughs> and has so far resisted the recommendation to cast it into the sea.
2: Oh. I mean, like, maybe just give it back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know, throw it out. Maybe it wants give to go back, back to India.
2: Yeah. yeah. Maybe that Nobody would... Nobody throws stones in the ocean. Yeah, can we fucking you. stop doing that? That's not... It didn't work in Jumanji. And it didn't help anyone in fucking Titanic. Let's stop throwing shit we don't want in the ocean. Yes. Yep.
1: Now the last gem I have I haven't seen uh, and nobody has. Oh. Because it has been lost to history. (gasps) So this is the fatal opal of the Spanish Royal Court.
2: Oh
1: that sounds fucking cool. Mm. Mm. So um, Spain was having a fucking time with revolution and everything like that in about the eighteen eighteen sixty eight. 1868 mm-hmm. so uh, the prince who was called Alfonso he was the son of Queen Isabella of Spain mm-hmm. um, lived in Paris during his exile when the revolution was brewing and we just had to get out of Spain right um, so he lived in Paris had a great time he was a prince it was a good good thing he caught the eye, or sorry, more like he she caught his eye, which is a beautiful, the beautiful contest of uh, Castle, Castellon. She was a gorgeous Italian countess who is so beautiful and all the pictures are just fantastic. So after he got his princehood back and Spain was like, monarchy is cool let's have you back come back please and rule the country after we've kind of messed up a little bit (laughs) he was going to go back to Spain and take her with him and she was going to become basically a princess or a queen which is you know what she wanted to do with her life um so she came but uh what happened was he went to Spain she was going to follow him in the meantime Alfonso met and fell in love with his first cousin Maria, <laughs> and and they were married. So the countess was pretty pissed off because she didn't get to be a princess. Fucking true. Fair. Fair. So she sent the couple a wedding gift, oh, which was an opal ring. The stone was, quote, of a large size and of most brilliant colouring, with a spark of living fire in its centre, set in filigree gold with no other jewels about it. Oh, Unquote. So So Queen Mercedes or Queen Maria, she became Queen Mercedes um, put the ring on and her health failed within months. She was dead uh, just shy of her 18th birthday. Oh my gosh. Um, The ring literally fell off her dead hand. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. Um, So she died in the June. So he took the ring and gave it to his grandmother um, and she died in August. Oh, Of that same year. Hmm. So he was like, Oh, well, I'll take this ring from my grandmother's dead hand and I'll give it to uh, my sister. (laughs) Okay. um, Who died of April the next year from TB at the age of um, 26. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, So then Alfonso's like, Oh, well, I'll give this ring to the other women in my life, which is. Stop it! His. His other sister, Infanta oh, Maria del Pilar, who died um, in August of that same year of TB.
0: Oh, Lord. Stop, stop, stop. Put, put the ring down. Leave it alone.
1: And, <laughs> and then Alfonso um, was like, fuck, look, nobody gets the ring. Lock it in my <laughs> safe. He then married his second wife, also called Maria.
2: naturally, And
1: they had three children. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Despite the rumors, he was like, look, you I won't give it to any of the women. I'll wear it because this ring is so beautiful. Have so he put it. the cursed ring on and within 24 hours he was dead. <laughs> oh um, my god. According to his autopsy, the decay in all his organs was so like fucking crazy, just considering he was freshly dead that mm. the doctors don't know what to call it. They don't know what he died of. Oh shit. Of.
0: That's so That's so cool. That's so grim. It's so good.
1: I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the widowed consort, which was his wife, um, was like, um, cool. So I'm not going to put the ring on, Smart. but I'm going to pop it on oh, God. Uh, around the neck of um, a statue of the Virgin de Alumidina, Medina, mm-hmm. and that's where it can stay. Okay. okay. Um, but then uh the statue and the church and the palace and everything was destroyed during the spanish civil war and the ring has disappeared oh <gasps> okay and we don't know where it is but it killed a lot of people within a very very short amount of time no they should have done
2: oh my god mm. given it the fuck back
1: like all of these fucking gems <laughs> So, the Countess most definitely cursed that ring. Oh, yeah.
0: Dead. Oh, 100%. Fuck.
1: She was actually, she was so beautiful and well-known. She was actually the one, um, mistress of Napoleon as well. Oh, damn. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. She lacked the power. Little thumb. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that was my haunted collection. Hey! Of hey! My birthstone is an
2: opal. It's really spooky.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what? You're not meant to, opals are bad luck. Are they? You're not meant to wear them. Oh. Yeah.
2: Every Australian yes, gift store that. I've ever been in has told me otherwise. <laughs>
1: yes. No, I do Look, know it's that because they I, sell have, them. I have
0: a a necklace with an opal on it and I remember wearing it in as a teen and just getting a bad feeling off it and I never did wear it again. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did decide not to wear it. I still have it. It's beautiful, but it's I'm not, not going to wear it.
2: I used to be really mm-hmm. disappointed Wait, by my birthstone because uh, I thought it was the ugliest. I've got Peridot. But I actually really like it no, now. No, it's nice. I really yeah. like I like green a lot now. Yes, uh, I
1: have sapphire. Oh,
2: nice one. Yep, good. Mm.
1: Very good. My wedding ring is sapphire's That's right, it is, isn't it? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. What, stones. I say opal. Mm. Aren't you born in October? Yes. Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't it be topaz?
0: I'm not sure. Hang on, October. To Google. Because I've. Yeah, because I've always been told it was opal. Opal is the gemstone on the ancient list for October, but ah. but come on, load but
2: <laughs> but. <laughs> we have questions. Hang
0: on, for me. I have to scroll down now. Opals are in a class by themselves. Um, more than any other gem, each opal is distinctly individual. Modern list is tourmaline.
2: Apparently, wow. okay. That doesn't but, sound like, nearly I, as cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, apparently is more frequently used, but I think opals are very, very beautiful. So. They are beautiful.
2: Ooh. They're really cool.
0: Topaz is November, according ah. to this gemsociety.org
1: article I've just No, opened. i
2: definitely fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Thank you for those stories.
1: Will you tell us your yeah. sources? My sources were Mental Floss, um, rifeinsurance.co.uk, TrueFacet.com, LiveScience.com, History101.com and a fantastic blog called The Court Jeweler, oh. who has a tiarapedia. Oh, oh! And she has um, documented every tiara from every royal family, oh. like Sweden, Japan. Oh, that's so every. Cool. <clears throat> and it's really interesting to see a lot of the tiaras from the uh, UK monarchy mm. mm-hmm. um, were once uh, the Russian. Jewels. Oh. oh, what makes it especially spooky is that when the Romanovs were shot, they were wearing all of their jewelry. <gasps> That's so... They were wearing tiaras and fur coats and things like that because they ran I mean, for the palace of whatever they could grab. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of those those stones must have been on them when they were shot. Oh, fuck. That's wild. Yeah. The queen has so much like haunted shit that come from really really bad times.
2: Yeah, well, of, it's like, England.
1: Tiaras and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who give else back, has done give quite back as the much? Indian diamonds.
0: <laughs> as I said last week, make better choices. This time mm-hmm. to England, make better choices. Yeah, <laughs>
1: the thing Stop is, it. like, <clears throat> when you think of it, when you ask somebody, um, you know, the all the Jewish art and gold mm. that the Nazis stole from them. Mm. Should, they, should that be given back? And it's always like, of course. Yeah. But it gets really weird when it's like colonial stuff.
2: Just give it back. They
1: don't want to give it back. Give
2: it the fuck yeah. back. It's not yours. Just
0: give it back. You took it. It's like you stole of, it. Yeah, it's like all of the beautiful, like, art and carvings and statues and museums that have been obviously stolen and raided from countries that have been colonized. It's like just, it's super iffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because it's, it's like Because okay. it's like... Just give it back.
2: Yep. Mm. Then yeah. they
0: can put it in their own museums. Just give it back.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh lord. Well,
2: mm. I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. I loved it. That was awesome. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, I guess that moves us to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, I did not do a a physical object. I decided okay. to go with something a bit left to feel. Uh, I decided to do a song. Um, can I? can i guess yeah
1: is it the my way song
2: no it is not Ooh. um you mean my way like the frank sinatra mm-hmm. that's actually my funeral song my granddad my dad and i will all have that played at our funerals
0: oh that's beautiful yeah
2: the frank sinatra saw... version specifically i really love that song and it's and it's haunted so fuck yeah yeah i used to
0: love the sid vicious version of that oh, so good as an edgy teen yes
2: yeah Yes, I'm a big fan of Frank Sinatra and I really fucking love his version. Um, But no, I did not do that song. I did Gloomy Sunday, which is also called the Hungarian Suicide Song. Oh, Jesus. Do either of you know this song? No. It's really good. And as much as it sounds bad, I really like it and everyone should listen to it. But uh, maybe don't. Um, Cool. Okay, so as you may have guessed from It's A.K.A., uh, it is a song that supposedly causes people to take their own lives. Um, So it is a song that was written uh, by Rezus Ceres, uh, which is his actual name, supposedly. He is also known as Rudolf Spitzer, um, but he is Hungarian, so his name was probably Rezus. Um, so he was a Hungarian composer and pianist, and he was born on the third of November in eighteen ninety nine in Budapest. So at the turn of the century, uh-huh. uh, he grew up in poverty stricken. I am going to start that again. He grew up in poverty stricken Budapest, uh, and he was Jewish. Um, so he was taken into a Nazi labor camp during World War II, uh, which uh, yep. he survived, but his mother did not. So sad. Mm. Um, he became a trapeze artist in a circus. Weird, oh my god! But cool, yeah. It's cool as fuck. I know, right? Mm. Uh, but following an injury, he decided to focus on songwriting and singing. Um, he taught himself to play piano with just one hand because of the injury. Uh yep. oh. So he, he wrote He wrote these songs, and like obviously, they are not uh, English originally. But the names of these songs, even in like Hungarian, are fucking funny. He wrote songs like um, "Waiter, Bring Me the Bill" and "I Love Being Drunk,"
0: which is a great fucking <laughs> song. Same. They sound like companion Same. pieces. I oh, know. It's really good.
2: It's really good. <laughs> they look like songs that will pop up on my Spotify discovery list, which I have been oh, yeah. loving during COVID. It's the one thing I look forward to every week.
0: Yeah, like um. like some kind of like whiny like white boy sad post emo stuff. Yes, exactly. It's what it sounds like. It's really good. Exactly. Like it should be a modern baseball song
2: <laughs> <laughs> or Marietta. It's really good. Wow. <laughs> Uh, He also wrote a song for the Hungarian Communist Party to commemorate the chain bridge crossing over the river in Budapest. Um, So I don't know what that is, but he was very into Hungary. He was very loyal to his country and he was really into the Communist Party. Um, uh, To the point that he actually never went to America to collect the royalties for his world famous song, Gloomy Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, Hungary is best. Nowhere else works. I'm never going anywhere else. I fucking love this country. And he actually ended up staying in poverty. He lived as a pianist above a restaurant in his hometown. Um, And there are notes that I found that literally just say, The restaurant had a pipe stove in the center of the dining room. It was famous for being a favorite of prostitutes, so sex workers. Musicians, bohemians, and the Jewish working class, it was remarkably cold for a restaurant. So maybe that's why he wrote (laughs) such a fucking miserable song, because that's what his life was.
0: It's very romantic, though, isn't it? It's so romantic. There's there's a very, very prominent romantic feel to that.
2: It just had me thinking constantly of uh, the shitty apartment that um, what's-his-face Hugh McGregor lives in, in uh, what's the fucking one with the French...
0: Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge.
2: Yes. Ah uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I was picturing the whole time. This miserable fucking place.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, Love so
2: it. that's that's where he started out. Um he wrote Gloomy Sunday in Paris, uh, and nobody wanted to publish it because it was so fucking depressing. So basically one of the publishers <laughs> he sent it to wrote back saying, It is not the song that is sad. There's a sort of terrible, compelling despair about it. I don't think it would do anyone any good to hear a song like that
0: terrible compelling <laughs> despair
2: yeah exactly like, I love It's like it's not just sad it's fucking bleak mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. <laughs> um it was finally accepted by one it was first published in 1933 as end of the world uh or the original hungarian name is uh Verge de valgnak Which is probably mispronounced as fuck, but I tried. (laughs) Um, And the original lyrics were basically about misery and despair caused by war, looking at his life, no surprise. Sounds like he had a pretty fucking bad time because of it. Um, The original lyrics uh, were written by a poet. Um, So Rezus wrote the music, uh, and then his poet friend Laszlo Havor wrote his own lyrics to it, which in Hungarian is um, Soromu uh, Vasanap which basically is end of the world. Um, and right. <laughs> it's about a singer who wishes to take their life following the death of their lover. Uh, and he wrote it after being inspired by a breakup with his fiancée. And it was like eventually recorded a couple of years after it was first published by a Hungarian pop singer called Pal Kamar, 1935. And then it was first recorded right. in English by a guy called Hal Kemp in 1936, so a year later. So after this happened it became associated with a massive spate of suicides suicides supposedly so right to list them there was a young woman found in Berlin hanging from a rope in her apartment with the sheet music "Too gloomy sunday in her bedroom another young woman in a, in the new year killed herself and requested that the song be played at her funeral a man jumped to his death from his apartment window and the sheet music was found on his piano in London, mm. a woman died by overdose and had a record of it skipping over and over on her gramophone. Mm. In Vienna, a teenage girl drowned herself while clutching a piece of the sheet music. Oh. In- hey. Yeah. In Budapest, a shopkeeper or shoemaker, I'm sure, uh, killed himself and left a note f- quoting the lyrics from the same song. Um, two men supposedly shot themselves after listening to a band play it. And finally, uh, Rezus... Supposedly, own fiance who had broken it off with him shortly before the success of the song was found to have drank poison, and there may have been at least nineteen, but some sources sources claim hundreds of suicides associated specifically with this song.
0: Oh yeah. my god!
2: Yeah. Um. So sad. Uh. It gained popularity when it was covered by Billie Holiday. Amazing voice, incredible voice, and oh, her version. I love. Stunning. Absolutely amazing. Um, so, 1941, and some people say that she was actually cursed by her this song specifically because her life was awful. Um, so she died as yeah. a result of complications from cirrhosis of the liver, um, and she had 70 cents in her bank account at the time of her death. After being a wonderful musician who was just hailed for her beautiful, beautiful voice, and also being a very beautiful woman in general, mm-hmm. she had a string of abusive relationships, problems with drug and alcohol. Uh, she did prison time. She'd been targeted by the Federal Bureau of Narcotics and was arrested and handcuffed for drug possession as she lay dying in her hospital room. Oh um, my god. Yeah, so her hospital room was raided and she was placed under police guard uh, and miserable, sad. Mm. Um, the BBC actually banned her version of the song from being broadcast uh, as it was detrimental to the wartime morale that was happening, because obviously 1941. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but allowed performances of the instrumental version. Still super fucking sad, though. Mm-hmm. But there, apparently a lot of places banned this song, but there's just not very much evidence of this happening. Um, but mm-hmm. the BBC actually finally lifted the band, uh, ban, ban in 2002. Mm-hmm. So like oh. a, 60 years later, which is wild, mm. yeah. Um, so there's like hundreds of versions of this song. I spent a long time listening to them on Spotify. Billy's is the best, it's beautiful, uh, in my opinion. But uh, there's also a really <laughs> cool, like, gloomy, gloomy death metal as fuck version called um, oh, by the Powell Bearers. So I would recommend if you're interested. Mm-hmm. But the original lyrics that have been translated to English by someone who was on YouTube. that's where I'm getting my source from Uh, the translator was Carb Gafor, thanks Carb Um, so the first sort of like stanza and chorus, well there's no real chorus but the first sort of bit goes in my arms for the grief I created I waited till dreams like my heart were all broken, the flowers all dead and the words unspoken, the grief that I knew was beyond all consoling the beat of my heart was a bell that was tolling the saddest of Sundays um, so it's not a literal translation because translating poetry usually ruins it, uh, yes, mm-hmm. but they've tried to keep the meaning and rhythm behind it. Um, and then it goes, Then came the Sunday where you came to find me. They brought me to a church and I left you behind me. My eyes would not see what I wanted to love me, the earth and the flowers of the lover above me. The bell tolled for me and the wind whispered never, but you I have loved and bless you forever, last of all Sundays." So that's, like, a direct translation of it, of the, obviously, the version that's about a Mm -hmm. lover, not about the original miserable fucking lyrics about war. Um, Not much better, but I guess one person dying versus hundreds of thousands is less sad, I don't know. Yeah. The English lyrics for the first verse that Billie Holiday, uh, and that is one of the most popular versions, um, goes, Sunday is gloomy. My hours are slumberless. Dearest the shadows I live with are numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you. Not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. Angels have no thought of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Mm. So, miserable. Um, It's beautiful, though. Beautiful. It's a really gorgeous song. Fuck, I really liked listening to it. But J.D. started to be like, you've had the same song on repeat for like four hours. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine.
0: It's fine. Hungarian suicide
2: song. It's oh, fine. It's really good. Uh, so the poet who wrote the the lyrics about the lover, um, Havor, he was super sad and really displeased that Gloomy Sunday's reputation as a suicide song got about. Um, he's quoted as mm-hmm. having been said, had I become the poet of the suicidal, it depresses me greatly to know that this became the fate of the song. I do not want success at such a price. From all the attacks against me by the press, I'm starting to feel like a murderer. Poor dude. Oh, of course. Yup. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it goes on. Uh, and Rezus' fame begins to wane, obviously, after a while. Uh, he only really got big on Gloomy Sunday and nothing else really sort of lasted. Um, he, his loyalty to the Communist Party that he had loved so much sort of, like, failed. Uh, he got real depressed. Hey. Same. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I understand. Um, and he attempted to commit suicide by jumping out of a window. He survived. Uh, oh. Yeah. And then he okay. choked himself to death with a wire in the hospital afterward. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Very sad. Very determined. Um, Didn't want to be around anymore. He died on the 11th of January 1968 at the age of 69, uh, which was obviously quite a long time after he'd written the song originally, so... Was it the song? Yeah. Was it not? Everyone dies eventually. <laughs> Everyone yeah. who's ever breathed has died. Oxygen is the reason we're all dead. Yes, You know what I mean. Um, yeah. yeah. So the obituary read on uh, the 13th of January in the Budapest paper, um, Rezus Ceres, whose dirge-like song hit Gloomy Sunday, was blamed for a touching off of a wave of suicides during the 1930s. He has ended his life as a suicide and it was learned today. Authorities disclose that Mr. Sures jumped from the window of his small apartment here last Sunday, shortly before his 69th birthday. The decade of the 1930s is marked by a severe economic depression and political upheaval that led to World War II. The melancholy songwriter Mr. Sures, with words by his friend Ladislas Devore, I can fucking not talk anymore, <laughs> Um declares at its climax my heart and I have decided to end it all it was blamed for a sharp increase in suicides and Hungarian officials have finally prohibited it Uh, it has been in the English version uh, banned over some radio stations and nightclubs have forbade its performance Mr. Ceres complained that the hit of Gloomy Sunday actually increased his unhappiness because he knew he would never be able to write a second hit Oh, oh sad um, so, he once wrote of his convicted emotions towards his morbid masterpiece. I stand in the midst of this deadly success as the c- accused man. This fatal fame hurts me. I have cried all my disappointments into the heart of this song, and it seems that others with feelings like mine have found their own hurt in it. Definitely a writer. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a... Oof. Sorry, dude. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, the urban legend about this song is very much an embellishment by like looking at the high numbers of Hungarian suicides that occurred at a time where everyone was fucking miserable. World War Two, yes. <laughs> There was a lot of yes. famine and poverty in Hungary um, and all over Europe and all over the world. It was not fucking good. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was obviously uh, the rise of Nazi Germany's in- influence over Europe. Um, and there's no studies that have drawn any sort of clear link between the song and suicide. Yeah. Um. <sighs> It does sound like a funeral dirge. Like it's sounds a lot like Chopin's funeral march, you know, the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Sounds a Classic, lot like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really fucking beautiful song. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea to recommend people listen to it, but I really like it.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll be listening. I'm putting this on Spotify as soon as we hang up this call. As soon as we finish. <laughs> it's going to be a into this all weekend long. <laughs>
2: um, but just to finish up, before I give you my sources, there's a couple mm-hmm. of other similar little songs that I thought would be really interesting just to fly over real quick. Um, I'm pretty sure that this would have inspired Jacques Palonyuk's Lullaby, which is a novel about mm-hmm. a song that puts the listener of the song to death. It's an African culling lullaby that's printed in a children's book, as you can imagine how that goes. Excellent, excellent. Really good book. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um Lovey Chuck. <laughs> love you chuck. And then there's also the Lavender Town Child Suicide Conspiracy, which is a creepypasta story about how in the spring of nineteen ninety six yes. more than two hundred Japanese children aged seven to twelve were driven to suicide by a high pitched tone hidden in the Pokemon fire red and leaf green Game Boy games. Um, and a bunch oh. of kids apparently got like serious migraines and nosebleeds and turned violent when parents tried to take the game away. It's just a creepy so It didn't actually happen, but it's still cool.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's a classic one. I love that one. <laughs> Same.
2: Oh, when I mentioned to a friend of mine that I was doing a like a suicide song, he was like "Lavender Town." I was like, "No." <laughs> but <laughs> good choice. Lavender Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. So uh, yeah. just my sources to yeah. close out. I looked mm-hmm. into a article by Psychology Today that has a lot to do with songs about suicide. Um, I looked at a Gawker article about. Again, this and also the lavender town uh, cream pasta. Um, in relation to Rezus and his life. Uh, Wikipedia on a couple of different articles to do with the song and the time and himself, like Rezus. Uh, also, yeah. www.strangerdimensions.com and Mental Floss.
0: Wonderful! Yay!
2: Thanks that was for excellent. To my that was so
0: interesting. Song. Yeah, thank you for sharing. <laughs>
2: It was really I interesting. That. I really liked it. It was a good, good one to look into.
0: Yeah. Alrighty, my loves. Ooh. I'm going to take you on a little journey. Yeah. Um, a little internet shopping spree, if you will. Cool. Um. So, full disclosure, this is not my original idea for this segment. Um, I am a huge fan of the podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um. I listen to pretty much all of the McElroy Brothers' content. Mm -hmm. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, the McElroys run a podcast, Mabim Bam, My Brother My Brother and Me. It's an advice show, but they have a bunch of, like, really silly segments that they all, like, kind of bring to the table every now and then. And one of those segments is called Haunted Doll Watch.
2: And it's by
0: Justin. Um, He's my favourite of the trio. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically when we suggested this topic my mind instantly went to haunted dolls because they're a horror staple you know child's play Annabelle puppet master like so many films um so I'm gonna do my own little haunted doll watch for you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did some scrolling through eBay and Etsy and there's a pretty even split of like custom dolls that are like modded to look like haunted and scary (gasps) no ghostly possession included just they just look really fucked up and then there are the typical like cracked porcelain matted hair like maybe haunted but super white bread in terms of like spook factor like really tame dolls yeah. um and i'm gonna read their descriptions their listings to you
1: oh i love it so,
0: yes yeah, so i have first all i have gabriella very sweet positive calming period yeah. haunted period she is 140 aud on sale from 165 aud so she was 15 off
2: Um, (laughs) There's
0: only one of her available, Um, she's a rare find according to uh, Etsy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And she is a porcelain doll with um, beautiful blonde tresses, she's wearing a very sweet Black velvet pinafore and a lace blouse with a nice little teal bow around her midriff. Um, meet Gabriella. She is a super sweet woman in her mid twenties. She is calming, welcoming, and very provocative. No, protective. <laughs> I
2: was say, I was protective. So provocative No, it's just she's last protective.
0: <laughs> this. And next up, we have our haunted sex doll. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> so,
0: Gabriella was a midwife and absolutely loved her calling. She has birthed hundreds of babies in a very difficult time and under very different circumstances than what we're used to. Gabriella has also been super protective over babies, children, and pregnant women. She likes pets as long as they are friendly and gets along with other spirits again as long as they are friendly as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is located in the United States. You can get her shipped to you for a cool and cheap $40 Australian Returns Oof. and exchanges are accepted though exceptions may apply. Um, apply. So basically there is a massive haunted doll trade on eBay and Etsy. Like it's insane. It's huge. There are so many of them. It's really, really, really funny. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I think what makes the dolls like really actually like quote scary is like the narrative that the sellers like create Surrounding the doll. Like, mm-hmm. it's so wild. Like, mm. there always seems to be some dead Victorian child or, like, a weeping widow <laughs> trapped in these little effigies or, like, clowns. There are a lot of yeah. clowns as well. Oh, um God, of course. But I was strolling through again, like, a bunch of them are just, like, old porcelain dolls. Like, they're really not that chilling. Um, but then I found a haunted Ken doll.
2: Oh! I would
0: really like to read this one for you.
2: I'm ready. <laughs> My body is ready.
0: All right. Alrighty, Um, there is a disclaimer. It says, please message me before buying if you're a new collector. No returns, be sure before you buy. Experienced collectors preferred. Um, So Ken is not his real name. I do like my real name. I was called Ken by my parents. They loved the country singer Kenny Roger and I wanted to be like them. That's in quotes. (laughs) Right. Yes, so Ken is telling me, so this is, I'm reading this verbatim. Ken is telling me that he misses country music festivals and writing songs and that he was a very creative and romantic guy. I had aspirations to be a successful songwriter and country musician and I wanted to meet someone for romance and companionship. Ken also enjoyed painting and as he needed time alone to reflect on life.
2: Oh, okay. Fair, <laughs> me too. He does... <laughs> me
0: too. Yeah. he does not want to talk about my death. He, hang on, that's another thing. Some of these aren't written very well. <laughs> he does not want to talk about his death. As he feels that it was too soon, and he had so many plans, and he was enjoying life. That's horribly sad.
2: That is so sad.
0: <laughs> um, Ken wants to meet someone who enjoys music and may have instruments at home. I love playing the guitar and other instruments. He is saying that he enjoys all creative pursuits and love. And I love painting in the countryside. I wish that I had had time to paint more of the beautiful landscapes and sunsets. What a miserable doll. It's, this is so yeah, sad. I know. It sounds
2: yeah. like a weird OK Cupid ad, though.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. They all sound like <laughs> Tinder profile, Okay, Cupid ads, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish for haunted dolls is essentially what this is. Right. Uh It's wild. Um, Ken is very dreamy and deep, gentle soul. He is very quiet and is a very deep thinker, as well as a very creative man. He is saying that he wants me to price his vessel at an unfortunate age in which he died. It was a horrible freak accident.
2: What the fuck? So
0: his, pr- his price, which is fifty dollars and (laughs) ninety three cents Australian is the age that he died apparently, which is also extremely grim. Yeah. But because that because that is an AUD and this seller is from the UK, that would make him around twenty five. Oh. Twenty five pounds. Yeah. Okay. That's even sadder. Oh no. Um, he is perfect for a new collector and for someone who has several spirits. However, he has said, quote, I am not so keen on darker spirits. I prefer to go to a household with positive energies and spirits.
2: Alrighty, um. Fair enough, Ken. Me too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? That's fair, Ken. I feel like that's a fair request. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ken will turn the radio stations to music of his choice. He will be delighted if he goes to a fan of country music so that he can enjoy the same kind of music as his guardian. Oh, that's um, good yeah, so that's that's Ken. Um, there's another disclaimer at the bottom, which I found pretty... I, f- I had a good chuckle at it. Um, so it says, disclaimer, please read, especially new collectors. You are buying a doll. It will come shipped to you, well-wrapped and insured. Per Etsy rules, I must tell you that all items in the Haunted section are for entertainment purposes only. I am not responsible for any activities or non-activities. I am not responsible for any activities or non-activities which may occur as a result of purchasing this item. I am abiding by Etsy's tangible item policy. I am in no way stating that this item will make an outstanding change in your life. No way at all. This is merely a physical doll and will be shipped accordingly. (laughs)
2: just making sure you know there's no ectoplasm in this package
0: (laughs) yeah he's super he's super haunted but also he's not super haunted and I'm just going to give you like a quick description of this doll um he is where's he from he's from 19 apparently it says on his back Ken 1968 Indonesia Mattel but he doesn't look that old he looks like he's probably from like the early 2000s because he has a denim jacket on with contrast stitching um brown tropical palm tree themed board shorts and like black UGG boots (laughs) and then he's got his little like plastic guitar and he's got like the most like blown out (laughs) buffont like luxurious like Bee Gees hair (laughs) I've ever seen oh like it's just wild but um, yeah, uh, if you're interested at home, Ken can be yours for the low low price of 50 Australian US, uh, dollars with $32 shipping. So $82 altogether. Stunning.
2: I refuse to buy so anything with shipping that's like more than half the price of the item.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so that's Ken. Um, so, as you might have heard in the description, these dolls are usually referred to as vessels that contain the spirit of the deceased. Um, the listing. Um, of these dolls sometimes contains evidence of like EVP recordings which is like electronic voice phenomena and like actual images as evidence of the haunting Um, but most of them just have like really awful digital photos of the the like over contrasted photos of these dolls, like from every
2: possible <laughs> angle. Like,
0: there are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine photos of this Ken doll at different angles. Like it's really funny. <laughs> <Less>.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I had some fun shopping high to low, and the most expensive vessel Ooh. on Etsy at the moment is let me find him. Where are ya? His name is um, Florian. He,
1: he looks, I like that name.
0: So this doll, so the other two, a Ken doll, not, not spooky at all. Just a Ken doll. Hey, it, the spirit inside seems to be pretty benevolent. Whatever. The other one, Gabriella, she seems fine. She's protective, provocative, we don't know. This one looks so fucking cursed. Yeah. This doll is, I believe, 100% this doll is haunted. It looks <laughs> terrifying. And I'm going to put him in our discord channel and you can f- probably oh. I'm I'm gonna decide whether or not I want to put him on the socials just for like privacy reasons look there, but that, yes. that being said he is a listing as a thing you can buy so that's Florian
2: oh he does yeah. look cursed doesn't he
0: yeah so Florian for those at home is a oh he no. looks like he's carved from wood Yep, he's in a a he, he. looks like he's stepped straight out of Hamilton the musical, he done
1: looks like by he like knows eight something. year olds. Yep.
0: He, so in his listing, it's pretty, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, but he looks like he looks like he knows something. He looks a little bit cheeky, like he's like he's sizing you up. He's spooky as hell. His hair is disheveled. He, he essentially he looks like he's just stepped off the Hamilton Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, his full listing name is Haunted Vessel Florian, Vessel is from late 1800s, male companion, um, gentleman dandy, French romantic, charming, elegant, cultured.
2: Ooh. Hell of a name. Getting all the words in there. All those yeah. key phrases. So,
0: yeah, they know the SAOs. <laughs> <laughs> now, Florian has a fucking opus of an item to description damn it's so long i had to cherry pick the highlights for you because i i thought if i read this we're gonna be here for an hour i guess it's it's long so i've i've picked i've picked the highlights so strap yourselves in ladies uh florian is incredibly special and unique and for the discerning new guardian full stop
2: Cool. (laughs) okay yeah yeah
0: (laughs) His vessel is very rare. He is a late 18th century carved wooden gentleman doll. And he has an aquiline nose, which uh, for those at home is kind of like a, it uh, has a large bridge, sort of almost like a an eagle's Ro- beak.
1: Mm-hmm. A Roman nose. Yes. Mm.
0: Um, firmly set lips of closed mouth. This is verbatim. <laughs> Defined ears, human hair inset onto scalp. Oh, I don't like all that. All of his, all Ooh. of his fingers are intact. <laughs>
2: Wonderful. Yes. (laughs) What are you going to do with them fingers?
0: Mm -mm. He is a companion spirit. His previous guardian heaped devotion on him and was very clearly made aware by the previous guardian's family that she was under his spell and that nothing could compete with Florian for her affection. She took Florian with her everywhere and he travelled widely. He will accompany you wherever you go. Uh so Florian is greatly concerned with fashion and steps forth and gestures deeply as if to show me how splendid his garments are raising a quirky eyebrow as if to say do you see me do you see me do you oh. see me which when you see the photo i can i, I see it yeah for i see sure. it there's close so there's close ups of his face which are also particularly haunting ooh. um which i will share as well thank you oh my god ooh Enjoy that nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh.
1: Oh.
2: So yeah. Mm. I don't he want was, to say anything bad human. about him because his eyes are staring at me and I'm a bit nervous.
0: That's human hair. Oh. That is
2: human hair. Look, that oh, much that comes you? off my head in the shower, but at the same time, yeah. like, I don't like it. It makes me instantly like be it. like, that hair was taken against its will. <laughs> oh, his um, face is a lot more disturbing in that photo. <laughs>
0: It's pretty, it's pretty spooky. Um, So what do we have next? Uh, Florian does draw upon your energy and so supplemental energy raises like crystals, I would suggest, as a very good idea for your home. Electrical items are also affected by him.
2: (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) Um, he, He seeks your devotion and heart, so be prepared to give it freely. You will know if this is you. You will have no doubt. Florian will always get what he wants. You will lose your heart to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's very handsome.
2: He's very handsome.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Eighteen years and over to purchase. Please be aware as, this, as with any spirit vessel, I cannot be responsible for any paranormal actions you may experience through bringing the vessel into your home. You bring this vessel into your home at your own free will and your experiences are your own.
2: <laughs> <gasps> Fuck. How much uh- is Florian? I'm Kane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, so we'll we'll get to his grand total price because he is the highest listed actual haunted doll on Etsy. There are a couple that are like supposedly 15 grand, but they're like Ooh. custom dolls that someone's jacked up the price because they're for a certain person. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So also Florian is Australian. Oh. The seller is local. So support local ladies. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> I'm okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so... For those of you at home that may be interested in Florian, you can pick him up for the cool, cool price of $984.88 Australian.
2: Fuck. Mm-hmm. What?
0: Yep. That's all my COVID apparently,
2: money,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the listing is so expensive because she like I, – I, I assume the seller is a woman. Um, yes, her name is Helen. Um, is because – they're, like, quite particular about where he goes, oh. I suppose. And there is, like, a whole, like, shtick in here about um, that he came from, like, he was passed down from, like, someone's grandmother to a granddaughter and then she gave them to Helen because she trusted them because Helen sells a whole lot of dolls.
2: Mm. A whole lot of dolls. Um, all haunted?
1: This,
0: Yeah. Oh. So, in all honesty, this Etsy shop is cool as hell. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just sell haunted dolls and oddities. It sells like vintage photos, clothing, jewelry, art, um, lots of really obscure things. Cool. Uh, it's such a weird and obscure hobby. Oh. And I love that a haunted doll is just something I can buy online if I want to. Like I can just whip out my card or my PayPal account and I can just press pay now, and then in, like, a month I will have a haunted doll on my doorstep.
2: That's fucking wild. I can wild. just do that. <laughs> so insane. There's, Technology
0: um... is wild. That's oh,
2: so cool. Every mm-hmm. There's some kinds of dolls that I occasionally go through, like, little weird obsessions with where I, like, go and look at them for a long time online, and I never want to buy one because they're creepy. Mm-hmm. But I also really like them. I really like... Um... The infant dolls that a lot of people get made, <gasps> weird, yes. but I really love yes. looking at them. And I also really love looking at ball jointed dolls.
0: Oh, I love oh, dolls. Yeah. ball jointed. dolls. Oh yeah, like the okay. ones that the people make custom heads for and stuff. Oh, they're Some beautiful.
2: Some people go all out. They look like yes, ethereally real, and it's really yes. fucking scary. And I love looking at them because someone mm-hmm. has spent hours, like just an insane amount of time, making this thing look so real and so creepy yes. and like sometimes you look at photos of you and you're like that's a person that's not a doll mm-hmm. it's so insane I love them
0: yeah there's oh. something almost fae-like about those ones yes. too they look just very like you said very ethereal there's also an excellent subreddit about those is they baby alive what are they called the... baby reborn yes
2: baby reborns so oh. it's it's
0: like baby reborn cringe or like baby reborn cursed image or something like that on reddit it is yeah. a good time to deep dive it is so funny i also it's,
2: love
0: it it's really bizarre but it's good it's good again it's again like we said last week it's a hobby not hurting anyone
2: yeah, all the power to maybe. you. Can spend your
0: money how you like.
2: Well, some of um, the reborns are for people that have unfortunately lost their child. Um, oh yeah, like those
0: ones so are like sad. the, the custom made ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah,
2: and people spend a lot of money on them, and they treat yeah. them sometimes like their actual child, and that's can't be good. I don't know, but it just makes me sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's why I get really interested in them because like yeah, yeah exactly. So grief is interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this as a hobby just seems fuckwild to me because some of them are expensive. Like there's a like, Ken, very affordable. Mm-hmm. Gabriella, 140 just peaking on the uh, oversight of probably affordable if it's like a solid hobby. $984 <gasps> for this gentleman right here. Well, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's really interesting because... There's almost like towards the end of all these listings, like a a listing for a pet on Gumtree element to it, like works well with other spirits, but prefer a, a quiet home where they, they are the only vessel. <laughs> it, it's just, it's, it's bizarre and I really like it. It's really interesting. If you've got a hot second and you've got nothing to do and it's 2am and you want to scroll, just type Haunted Doll into eBay or Etsy and have some fun. It's really interesting. And some of the backstory that these dolls have is so engrossing. It's excellent. Florian it. sounds like a wonderful gent. As creepy as he looks.
2: <laughs> I he love looks... his clothing. I think his clothing He's looks very really good. fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But I would not like to have him in my home. I'm sorry,
2: Florian. No. It. You, can stay,
0: you can stay with uh, Helen. Yep. Um, You're all her Helen. Her Etsy shop, which I will say, is uh, alternate clothing. Um, on Etsy it's just her like stock list is so huge there is so much cool stuff on here just like weird things it's very it's the most Etsy store I've ever seen like you think of Etsy and you think of a store you see hers oh yeah it's Etsy excellent wonderful Helen love your work
2: thank you for bringing um, us this wild shit
0: you're welcome. <laughs> um, now, one last closing question because I don't have any sources oh, because this is just all so me etsy. deep diving, just Etsy mm-hmm. as a source, alternate clothing, and sweet Helen as a source. Thank you, Helen. Um, so my closing question, if you are a ghost and you wanted to find a vessel to settle down in, what would your vessel be?
2: What would you haunt? Oh. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I can think of,
1: like, so many things.
2: Jewelry is a good one because, like, well, this is the thing. Like, if you haunt an item, Mm -hmm. are you choosing to be bound to it? Like, can you leave if you're like, I'm done with this shit. I don't want to fucking be stuck on this plane anymore. Um,
0: I think so. so. We can say that. Okay,
2: cool. So it's like I don't have to wait for it to be destroyed and be stuck with it forever or I don't have to, like, just disappear into the ether if it is destroyed. I can choose when I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. yeah all right okay well yeah. in that case let's have a fucking think i want to be ha- i want to <laughs> haunt a book
0: i was, I was gonna, gonna say a book yeah that's yeah. an excellent answer thank
2: you <laughs> yeah i'd make it something book? really dumb like really yeah. dumb like it'd be fucking i don't know i'm trying to like put on my glasses and look at my bookshelf so <laughs> i have some dumb shit on here what have we got oh fuck i'd make it something <laughs> like the worst stephen king book that's ever existed <laughs> yeah like something really silly or alternatively, I'd, I'd go really fucking weird with it and go like Perfume by, uh, what's his ooh, face? The story of a murderer. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no. Nice. I know what I'd haunt. I'd haunt yes. a fucking Warhammer 40k novel. Yes! <laughs>
0: Haunted Horace Heresy. Yay! I
2: love it. Yeah. Excellent. I want to be one of. I want to burn fucking. Oh, burning a Prospero. Yes. Perfect. That's it. That's what I want. Done.
0: <laughs> We've got a vessel. What about you, Lacey?
1: Oh. <sighs> See, I was thinking like a tea kettle. Oh, Excellent. I like that.
0: Like an, like an electric kettle or like an, a one you put on a stove?
1: No, an electric kettle. And I oh. would like, like boil and keep everything hot
2: for you. Aww, and whistle. Nice. And a whistle. Lost. Well, mine's oh, just I broke so like you that. can come be my kettle. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: that's beautiful. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I think a tea kettle would be cool. That's
0: a really good answer.
1: It is.
2: What about you, Tay?
0: I, th- I think I would haunt a d20. <laughs> and depending on who owns my vessel at the time, I would either roll really well for them all the time or just really shit.
2: Yep. Until yeah. I give you to someone like, good.
0: Yeah, Fuck Like, it. oh, like, I like you. You're going to get crits on every roll. Oh, you want to do this ridiculous thing the DM says you can't? Watch me roll a fucking 30 on this d20. Do. And then if I, like, don't like them, it's ones around the board, mate. Critical yep. fails all across the board. <laughs>
2: <laughs> recommendation uh just jumping off of that because we just started yeah. watching it um Harmon Quest if you like any kind of role playing and uh you have not watched Harmon Quest watch Harmon Quest god it's funny
0: I will take that recommendation it's I have not watched really it good
2: it's Done. really good it's um just Dan Harmon who uh Rick and Morty fame etc um, usually with comedians, one of the episodes we watched last night had Chelsea Peretti. She's so fucking funny. <gasps> I love uh, Chelsea yes. Peretti. Yeah. Um, and a very, very good DM. Uh, basically, they partially animate uh, the story, so like you switch between seeing <gasps> what they're seeing in their created imagination together. And uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. And also like animation of it, and it's obviously like typical Rick and Morty style sort of thing, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. It's funny as.
0: Oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm, oh my God, yeah, I like yes. That. Mm, hmm. Thank you. No, walkers. Yeah, and thank you, Hags, for these stories. <laughs> yeah, they
2: were good. That was a nice, chill yeah. episode. Naturally, next week we need to come back with something fucked up.
0: Yeah. Cisco just go balls to the wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and thank you all at home for listening, as always. We love you. We do. It keeps us going. Thank you for all of those who have left us reviews and comments. If you'd like to do so, you can follow. All of the links to our socials on weirdsisterspodcast.com. Yep. Um, you can also find through those links um, links to Black Lives Matter resources and donation links because once again, that movement is still happening despite what the media thinks.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. Well, that's all cool. I got to say. I got nothing else. Yes. I'm living no. a very boring life at the moment, so I have no new <laughs> things to tell anyone.
0: Lockdown woes. Yeah.
2: Is fine. Week one down, um, five to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ha. Hmm. awesome maybe when this comes out we might be out who knows
2: <laughs> well that's only going to be three weeks from now so i doubt it
0: <laughs> no never mind no. never
2: mind don't give me hope when there is not <laughs>
0: <Ha>. <laughs> <laughs> on that note goodbye my loves goodbye, goodbye our coven.
2: everybody bye. Bye. blessings K-K. upon your houses blessing blessings bye, bye.